0: Thank you. welcome back to the People of Hitachi podcast. We are now beginning Season 3. So today we'll be talking to James Bracegirdle from Hitachi Europe and Tiago Ventinas from Hitachi Vantara about their project Optimize Prime. So hello both and welcome to the podcast. Could you introduce yourselves?
1: Uh, Emily, good afternoon. My name is James Bracegirdle. I'm the program manager of the Optimize Prime uh, project uh, working for Hitachi Europe.
2: My name is uh, Tiago Ventinhas, uh, working for Itachi at the Lisbon office. And I've been leading the team that's been implementing the technical solutions that support Optimize Prime.
0: Thank you both so much for joining us. And Optimize Prime, it's a project that I've heard so much about internally. Um, and I'm conscious that maybe our listeners don't know what Optimize Prime is. So James, would you mind giving us a bit of an overview um, of Optimised Prime?
1: So Optimize Prime is a, it's an Ofgem funded uh, innovation project that was conceived in 2018. Uh, and essentially, it's aiming to reduce the cost and time tr- to transition fleets, so commercial fleets in the UK, to electric vehicles. So we're partnering with a number of um, different organisations in order to run the, the trials and the various things that we're testing um, so we're partnering with UK Power Networks, which is the London distribution network operator, and also with Scottish and Southern Energy Networks, which is the DNO in the south. We've got a number of um, internal organisations. So we've got uh, Hitachi Europe and Hitachi Vantara. Uh, Hitachi Capital Vehicle Solutions, they provided the funding to Centrica's British gas fleet. And then we have Royal Mail and Uber also joining who make up the three trials partners. So it's a uh, it's a very exciting project, which is... Uh, testing a couple of new uh, concepts um, and really looking at how fleets can uh, can provide those, um, those, those, those services to the DNOs in the future in order to alleviate stresses on the grid. So we're trialing a couple of uh, things in specifically. One is profile connections, which is looking at uh, charging at uh, specific times of the day in order to alleviate uh, stresses on the network. And the second is demand side reduction, which is looking at uh, taking a flexibility payment for flexible services, so can you turn down charging at certain times of the day in, in return for money uh, from the distribution network operator, and then effectively shift that uh, charging load or that charging demand to a different time of the day? Uh, so we're running these uh, these tests over the course of uh, a year. We're about halfway through uh, to uh, to work out uh, what is the best way to uh, to charge fleets um, to um, to help network.
0: Wonderful. That's really helpful. And you mentioned that this has been quite a a big collaboration, um, you know, Hitachi Europe, Hitachi Vantara. And Tiago, you're from Hitachi Vantara, so more on the technical side of this project. Could you tell us a bit about that?
2: Supporting what, what James has just mentioned about the project. So this means that uh, in order to perform these trials uh, and and to get these conclusions that the study aims to to, to make, so there uh, was a need to um, implement a number of technical solutions. First, to gather the data from all the data sources that are involved. And uh, there are plenty of them. Uh, you can think about the... Um, The information and all the data that comes from the charge points in all the depots that we are supporting, but also from all the vehicles of the fleets that have partnered with us in Optimize Prime. Uh, And besides that, also a number of other sources that we need to use to make sure that we are uh, applying the optimizations, as uh, James mentioned, to try to spread the load. To the best times of today possible, our team's role was to implement those solutions together, all the data uh, from those various data sources, and then to implement a, a solution that would actually optimize uh, the loading of the vehicles of the fleets involved, um, to so that we could actually achieve the, the goals of the project.
0: That's great, and it's it's so interesting to hear you talk about this and really understand, you know, how you're collecting the data and, and using it um, sounds so important. How Has that been one of the biggest challenges or is that, has it been... You know, how have you found it working on this project?
2: The variety of data sources and the the volumes of these data sources was actually technically one of the the biggest challenges here. Um, Because not only do we need to gather them, but we need to reconcile them and uh, using algorithms that actually uh, make sense out of the data that we are getting at different speeds uh, and in different formats actually viewing what's happening uh, on the ground let's say uh, it was very challenging because we are don't get all the data at the same velocity. The, the formats are different. There are several nuances depending on the data source. So that was actually exactly one of the, of the biggest challenges technically that we needed to resolve.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, Tiago? Because the, you know, the challenges we've got, uh, we've got technical challenges, but we've also got larger macro challenges. So when we first started the program, you know, the intent was to get 1,000 vehicles for, from each of the partners into the trials. The challenge there was to get was to get those thousand vehicles, and indeed, some you know for, for Uber, for example, we've got well over four thousand vehicles in the trial. But with with uh, with Royal Mail, we're at around three hundred, which is sufficient to give us the the uh, the insights that we need. Um, but vehicle supply, vehicle price, availability. Of, of, uh, of vehicles, where it was all a challenge. Which you know, we had, we had to sort of we had to wait for the vehicles to become available. And once they were, they needed to be um, effectively electrified within their depots or within their within their homes. So you know, there were challenges of actually physically getting infrastructure into into the depots for Royal Mail and into into um, engineers' homes uh, for for British Gas to allow those vehicles to be charged. So there was quite a lot of site planning work that we did uh, with Royal Mail to 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 achieve that. And then you've got all the physical activities that are happening on site. And when that's all installed and ready, then you've got the technical challenge of actually linking what Tiago's team has built uh, with the with the charge points w- within the Royal Mail depots to be able to to optimise and control the charge points. So there's, there's there's different challenges at different stages in the program, and we're now halfway through the trials. So it's uh, it's, been a, it's been a fantastic uh, last few years.
0: You know, James, for you, I I guess, as sort of managing and overseeing a lot of this project, what has been something that you found rewarding? Is it, you know, the delivery, technical side?
1: For me, I think the most rewarding thing is uh, is getting such a diverse stakeholder uh, mix to be able to work together to achieve the the common goals. You know, we're not working in a traditional subcontract delivery uh, type of arrangement. You know, all of the the uh, the companies involved are are doing this through a partnership agreement. So we have we have our individual aspirations and our individual goals, but we are we're not contracted to each other in in a traditional um, kind of customer supplier relationship. So um, it's getting everybody to work together uh, along that, and obviously managing um, the different companies uh, kind of aspirations. So for example, you know, Royal Mail still have to deliver the post. We, we we have to make sure that those vehicles have sufficient charge in them uh, each morning to deliver to, to do that. Centrica are doing the same thing on on their side for the British Gas fleet. So while we want to run these tests around charging at different times and at different uh, at different rates, we still have to be mindful of the operational requirements of these of these uh, fleets. So bringing bringing you know, all these different partners together um, for the common goal is uh, is something that I found found most rewarding.
0: You know, this project, particularly, as I said, um, when we started it, it's been something that's been very much talked about um, at inside of Hitachi, but also outside of Hitachi as well. And, you know, it's clear as to why, because the, the scale of it all. This year, you entered the project into the Inspiration of the Year Global Award, which is our largest internal award, um, and uh, it won. So I wonder if you could talk a little bit about you know, IYGA, um, you've become a brand ambassador uh, for Hitachi. How are you finding that so far?
1: Yeah, it was great. I mean, the first challenge was getting up at four o'clock in the morning to to receive the award from from Oh Kijinistan. gosh, yeah, that was um, that and, was uh, tough. It was, it was, yeah. But of course, you know, I, I'm just the sort of figurehead for this uh, for this uh, for this reward. The team has done a fantastic job to to pull together all of the technology, to pull together all of the data, to analyze it, and produce some of the insights that we've already uh, got on the data and that we're, you know, re- replaying back through our deliverables to Ofgem and, and th- you know, to the, to the wider stakeholders. The, the you know, th- three years is, uh, we're, we're three years into a four years program. It's a long time to keep people motivated and, uh, and interested in the program. And I just think, you yeah, the Inspiration of the Year Award was, uh, was a fantastic recognition of, of the team's um, hard work, frankly. And, uh, you know, getting to, uh, to meet the, uh, the boss of Hitachi was, uh, was an honor. We've tried to live the three values of Hitachi, of harmony, sincerity and, and pioneering spirit. Uh, and I think our, our project sort of embodies those. You know, we have had to work, I've talked about the different stakeholders that are involved. We have had to work together with all of those stakeholders to, um, you know, to, uh, to bring in the data and to do the analysis, to do the optimizations, uh, to, to run all the experiments. Um and we we didn't you know we 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 couldn't we couldn't have done it without them. and we you know nobody knows their businesses like like themselves. So we've really learned a lot uh, from working with with Uber and with british gas and uh, and with raw mail. I think you know having that kind of sincerity and uh, and um, kind of openness to uh, to other people's organizations and how they how they work has been, been key. And of course, from a pioneering spirit perspective, you know this is this is innovation. we are trialing new things. You know, tiago has built a fantastic um optimization system that you know the, the dashboard is very clear uh to the uh to the Royal mail depot uh managers you know which vehicles are charging what rates they're charging at uh which vehicles be uh will be charging in the uh, in the in the future the uh, the tests that we're doing around flexibility you know that is a it's a new um concept for for this type of a of, a, of an asset electric vehicles on the low, low voltage network in, in in the uk so it hasn't been done before and we're you know we're really looking to see you know can electric vehicles as an asset class provide flexibility services to the distribution network operators if they can fantastic if they if they can't at least the dnos then know and they, they you know it means that they they won't have to or they know that they can't rely on those fleets in the future and they may have to invest in Know, larger substations, larger transformers, larger cables. Um, so I think each each of those sort of three value areas of, um, of Itachi, we've uh, you know I think we've, we we embody.
0: I totally agree, and I, I think it's really clear to see that you know why this this project won um, above some others. And um, you know I think yourself and the rest of the team should be incredibly proud of the achievement. So you mentioned um, you know you're three years into a four year project, and you know, can you share with us what's going to happen in the final year, and what's next for Optimize Prime?
2: We've
1: already completed about fifty fifty percent of the um, of the different charging regimes that we're that we're testing. So we have a, a kind of cycle of um, of unmanaged charging, of smart charging, of profile connections, and then the flexibility. Uh, and we'll continue that over the next six months until until June. We're also uh, running a number of surveys with the, with the fleets and also with the the customers of HCVS to understand how do their drivers uh, use the vehicles, uh, how do they perceive them, what can those organisations do differently to help the drivers, um, you know, use the EVs and, and transition to to electric in in the future. Uh, we'll be talking to the local authorities in London, uh, particularly around the results that we're getting from the Uber study, to uh, to help them understand where demand for uh, for private hire vehicle charging will be whether it's on shift or off shift and where the which particular boroughs will be uh, will be impacted we're going to be running a, a tender uh, through to academic institutions um, to allow them access to the data to to analyze as well uh, and of course we we're, we're, we're really ramping up our own data science effort over the next 6 months to look at the uh, all the data that we've received so far and of course all the data that we'll will continue to to receive until until june and then all of that uh, work will be will be wrapped up into the final deliverables for for Offgem, which we'll be producing um, over the next uh, over the next uh, twelve
2: months. The, the final stage of Optimised Prime, the data for that we have collected throughout this this, uh, this period, uh, the aim is to make it actually publicly available. So I think it's going to be a massive value for. Uh, not only the UK but the world in general any organization that wants to pursue this kind of electrification path to uh, actually understand the impacts that it has and build upon what we are um, analyzing here so uh, I think uh, it's going to have a massive positive effect when uh, that knowledge is disseminated.
1: Yeah Tiago you're absolutely right and the the other the other uh, sort of the other tool that we're going to be making available is, of course, the site planning tool, which uh, which, which Tiago's team built in uh, in Lisbon, and this this is this is publicly available on the Optimised Prime website at the moment, and then it will be transferred to, to UK Power Networks' this website. But this allows a fleet uh, who wishes to electrify to to add in their um, the different characteristics of um, of what they want to electrify, and it will help them understand how much grid capacity uh, they will need in order to achieve that. Um, the electrification of that of that depot, so it's a very useful tool uh, that's freely available to to anybody any fleet that wants to use it, and uh, and it's, it should be a great uh, asset to be able to uh, to help that help that electrification journey.
0: So thank you both so much for joining. It's been really interesting to learn more about Optimize Prime. Um, Next week, we'll be joined by John Wybrow and Claudio uh, Verano from the GoEV team to learn a bit about their project. And see you next time.